Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cumanera, an Experience Points podcast. We're an all-queer cast Numenera podcast. I'm Kenny, the cast member who plays the lovable and simple lad Hillian. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review makes Kelric, the GM and producer's eyes, sparkle and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of the podcasts on the Excorians Points Network, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Did you know that we had a Patreon? We are grateful to everyone who's already become a patron. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash Points. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. And welcome. This is Humanera, uh, our all queer cast Numenera game. I'm Kelric. I am the narrator, and today I am here with my beautiful cast. My pronouns are he, him. And why don't we just start with uh, our normal order? So, Aaron. Hi, uh, my name is Aaron. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I play Rylu, a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver tongue. And they also use they, them pronouns. What's up, y'all? I'm Cage. I use she, hers pronouns, and I'll be playing Charlie, who's a strong-willed nano who talks to machines, and her pronouns are also she, hers. Hello, my name is Kenny. Uh, my pronouns are he, they. I play Hillian Jossa and Ernest Jack, who howls at the moon, and uh, their pronouns are he, his. Yeah, it, it it is it is beat up. So... <laughs> You run up its back, you cleave at its head. It it definitely cuts, but not as deep as you want. But, you know, a very reasonable amount. And as you're recovering, immediately to your right, like if you were just to turn your head slowly to the right, you would be looking directly into Charlie's eyes because you two are on basically the same level at this point and charlie is right next to you if they wanted to they could try to step out and join you on top of the draskar that's how close you are charlie what are you doing uh so would that mean that i'm close enough that if i use the razor ring would i be able to slash rather than throw it sure. okay dope so um yeah i'm going to do that then <laughs> Uh, effort because <laughs> yes um yeah no i like i said charlie is not built for combat yeah so she's i'm just gonna apply to effort and cross my fingers <laughs> Ooh, that's a 15 though yeah that's gonna do uh two points of damage so that's really pretty good and if you have ciphers that will do more damage feel free to use those I don't really. Uh, my ciphers uh, will help me float up vertically, uh, will teleport me, or the other one that I was going to add that I had asked about, um, it has to be a thinking being in order for it to do anything. So, <laughs> sure. All right. So that's Charlie's turn. Are you moving at all? Or are you, what are you doing? What does it look like when you take this slash? Because you're right there. 
Yeah. So, well, she probably, so it, it bumped into the tower. And so while that happened, she, you know, put her hands to like the side of the tower to kind of uh, steady herself. And then seeing it come so close, she grabs the razor ring and she just kind of slashes out at it. But with it being so close, she'll like immediately again, like go to like steady herself on the other side of the tower from where the Jurassic is. Cause she's not about to be lunch or dinner, whatever time it is. Okay. So you steady yourself after it bumps the tower and as it bumps the tower, Rylu is using the tower to steady themselves, running right. <laughs> You are slashing down as Rylu runs right next to you and slashes into its skull. So you slash into its neck right by Rylu's uh, shoulder. And then you, you look at Rylu and you're like, eh, I'm going to move over here. And you go to the yeah. other side. <laughs> like you seem to have this more taken care of. I'm just gonna. It's like those action movies where you have like the one person that's doing all the really really cool stuff, and then the other person's like pew 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 <laughs> from the background. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. So <laughs> now it is Hillian's turn. So what time of day is this right now? It is dusk. It is. Yeah, uh, you have. It is getting dark. So controlled change is, you know, to voluntarily try to transform into mm -hmm. uh, my beast form um, on any night that mm -hmm. isn't one of my regular ones. Can I use it to transform early? Roll me percentile dice and call high or low before you roll. Okay. Hold on. Let's go high. That's high. 74. Yes, you may absolutely use that. So I think Hillian is very distracted by the hunger pains and without being able to to do anything else to kind of fight off that distraction, um, he's going to just allow it to, to take over Okay. spend those three intellect points to try to change. Uh, it's a difficulty three intellect task. Yep. It is. So you can expend effort. I will. But I don't believe you can any of your other abilities come into play for this. Nope. Um, so I have two edge on, on intellect tasks, mm -hmm. which that is, and I can expend effort on that. So I'll expend two effort as well. Okay. Uh, so I rolled a three. You And that's what you needed to hit with two effort applied. Cool. That was exactly what you needed oh. to hit. Fantastic. So what happens? Uh, so Hillian kind of doubles over and um, they start, you know, growling and uh, sprouting ears and Jacques immediately flees towards the Anines and uh, he starts turning into this beautiful pink boy that I, oh. I put up on the overlay. So terrible. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that happens. Okay. So is that an action to... That's an action. Okay. So that's your action. I'm going to say since it is not a normal time, it is also your movement. Like you were... That's fair. Your turn is turning into Howlian, which makes it the Jurassic's turn. And do you make any noise when you turn into Howlian? Oh, yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> okay. I can't imagine that's a quiet transformation. And it's gotta sound gross, like skin, like yeah. skin moving mm -mm. And, and screaming. Ugh. Okay. So. Mm. But not like man screaming. It's like rabbit screaming. This is the beginning of. And then you also have Charlie freaking out on top of that. <laughs> so this is the beginning of round five. And you can see that the poison is starting to wear off. The Jurassic is getting much more control over itself. It is definitely a, a little clearer as far as its um, movement. And it looks like it's in a lot of pain, but it also looks super pissed off. And with Rylu being on top of it, its whole turn is going to be spent just stutter shaking, trying to throw you off. So ah! I'm going to need a speed defense roll from them that is. Um, and I'm saying defense because you're just trying to keep your, mm -hmm. your footing here. Cool. And let's do this at a td5 okay cool um so i don't think like i'm not even going to try to sell you careful movement or climbing but does balance apply here i'm guessing it absolutely does and i'm actually going to give you careful movement for this because cool. you've been trying to place yourself to hold on and you are you are aware of what's coming. Like you're not stupid enough to think, oh, I'm on here, so it's gonna leave me alone. Right. <laughs> so that'll drop it down to a TD five. Cool. Or from a seven. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, a three. From a five to a three. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and then I'm specialized in speed defense. Okay. And I have, um, actually, I have Kenny's boost as well, unless it's been a minute. No. So that would bring it down three steps. It has not been a minute. All right, so it's a TD two. Right. Yep. Well, specialized brings it down two Good steps. Rule. Oh, specialized takes it down another two on top of all that. Yeah, so that's yeah. A zero. You automatically pass. Yeah. Wow, you just dropped something from a five to a zero. This five. is what Riley's built for. <laughs> that is amazing, and that's the Jurassic's whole turn. You all, give me some intelligence rolls. Mm -hmm. Or well, each of you. I, I can't, so. Perfect. <laughs> All right, so Charlie rolled a 14. And what's Riley going to roll? A 10. Not I bad. effort to it as well. Okay, yeah. So the both of you recognize that whatever that poison you used is, the Jurassic by next turn is... After you all have one more action before it starts taking actions again. Doing my best here. <laughs> you all have done some amazing damage at this point, but we're gonna need to sleep after this. That's all I can say. <laughs> y'all need to do something quick. I got nothing. I just got my sword. My other thing is the moon pendant, and I don't know how to use that. Well, who's gonna take their turn first? Uh, I would be willing to give Howie that opportunity. Yeah, um, so did, uh, we didn't really decide what uh, the unarmed attacks look like. Were they medium weapons? 
Sure. Okay. We also have other poisons, right, from the party sheet? You do. They're also down, though, and neither of us are down. Cool. Yep. Uh, Hillian will run up and um, attack the Jiroskar. No doubt. Um, <laughs> here. So Hallian uh, will do that. Uh, so. Well, let's talk about Hallian real quick. Yep. So we know that Hallian is this absolutely hideous, bald, anthropomorphic rabbit with patches of white fur covering like their knees and some of their ears and basically nowhere else they are horrifying in the extreme and they are now you're it's a level he is a level two you're, you're a tier two Halion. yep what does that give Halion? what does that do for them um it's so it's still Hillian, so it he gets the same sort of things, but um basically all Howlian can do is attack and eat. Um I like Hillian I didn't take anything uh, any other feats that were not intellect feats, so um it kind of makes Howlian just this machine for fighting rather than doing anything specialized. Okay. So go ahead and take your take your turn. What are you doing? Cool. Um so um Hillian's going to or Howlian is going to run up and um basically uh slash at the Jurassicar with um their their claws. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does anyone else feel like a machine for attacking and eating just sounds like an a- angsty teenager? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> It was me at 13. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> I just can't get the idea that, like, Howlian eating sounds like, I don't know if y'all play League at all, but, like, when Cho'Goth uses a feast uh, ultimate, yeah. I, that's the sound I hear in my head when I picture Howlian eating. I, I think it sounds <laughs> way more wet than that in my mind, which I hate. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's a good question. So you're coming up and you're attacking this thing. Are you just trying to bite into it and eat it, or are you trying to hit it? Um, I think that they're used to clawing out their their prey and then eating once they've fallen. Okay. Um, but, you know, it, it depends on how angry Halion is right now. Halion's just turned into Halion and is very hungry. So probably it's a claw attack first. But, okay. Um. Uh, he has two edge, and I'm going to apply one effort. All right. Sounds good. Ooh, that is a four on the dice. So one effort is all you applied? Yes. So that just dropped it down to a TD4. So you needed to hit a 12 in order to be able to hit. Okay. So for your movement and trying to attack you're just attacking its leg basically basically okay so that's a miss you've done your movement that's Halion's turn they didn't do a whole lot there so nope. but um i'm gonna do Halion do uh, rilu and charlie see this Halion jumping in i think rilu's busy Fair enough. <laughs> i think it would be hard for charlie not to notice this happen Very- <laughs> 
So who's going to react to this situation? I mean, Rylu's going to really try to get that sword into that brain, yeah, as on. gross you as that can, is. You all can do this. I have every faith in you. Come on. Is there, like, a way to take, like, a disadvantage to do more damage? Is that a thing? You can roll... Like a reckless attack, kind of. 20 and get to do ex apply extra damage. <laughs> what do you think I am? A wizard? I'm Will Wheaton over here. I'm just saying. That's, that's what you can do to apply damage. Yeah, um... I think that that's what I'm... Now's the I think another nat 20. I believe in you, Aaron. I believe in you. Thank you. Believe in the heart of the dice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I can't apply any... If I apply any more might, I will pass out. So I can't do that. Uh, I have three in my pool. I see that. So, yeah, I mean, we're just... We're going for a straight roll, but I got the medium blade. So that brings it down to a four. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we're going to do there. So, yeah, let's roll that. Yeah, that's one away. You rolled an 11. 11. 12. Yeah, and then Riley will, uh, Riley's going to attempt to jump onto the balcony or, like, grab Charlie's hand to climb onto the balcony to get off its head. Well, Charlie is not there to give you their hand. <laughs> They're at the opposite. I'm on the opposite side of it because I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely roll uh, speed uh, check to make that jump. Uh, it's I'm going to say it's a TD3 at the most. So if you want to do something to move that, make that, move that down, you're welcome to do so. Yeah, I'll definitely apply effort. And then I don't know if balance because i'm on the head trying to i don't know if that applies to this yeah i think balance makes sense for okay. making a jump like that cool um, and then i think careful movement makes sense cool and then if, uh, if i apply effort that brings it down to a zero then so you don't even have to roll you just make that jump onto the balcony cool so, so you and charlie are now together yes so, <laughs> uh charlie this is going to bring my intellect pool way down, um, but I am going to use the physical onslaught again, and because I'm desperate, I'm going to use two effort. Dang. Y'all, <laughs> okay. I'm going to need a brain break after this. <laughs> <laughs> what does that do to your intellect pool? Uh, I'm at seven right now, and it subtracts five. So, yeah, that's, so that's a big yeah so this is this is gonna be brutal um yeah so i'm gonna do the physical onslaught again okay with two effort yeah oh a 10 hits yeah you <laughs> so that's four points of damage and like charlie at this point is probably like you know holding onto like her temples like oh my god <laughs> like i cannot take much more than this okay so this jurassic is beat down you all have ripped it up you have slashed at its head you have slashed at its tendons you have cut its neck you have thrown acid on it and <laughs> you have done all of this stuff it is you can see its brain start to clear from this mind disrupting poison and it is 
in so much pain and you have basically hamstrung it. It's moving at a much slower, slower pace right now. It's going to make a, an attack roll at Howlian. Um, give me a speed defense roll. Cool. Then um, let's see what happens. All so, right. Um, so Howlian is just like, you know, monofocus enraged. Um, mm -hmm. So they'll, they'll expend all the effort that they can to, to do so. So that'd be three effort. Mm -hmm. 18. Oh, nice. Howlian dodges Brilliant. out of Jurassic's way as if it was moving in slow motion. Howlian has zero, zero issues moving out of the Jurassic's way. And that was the Jurassic's attack turn, so it didn't do anything. Y'all are the <laughs> worst. It's just the worst. Um, yeah, Howlian making that. Why don't you take the your, your turn and see what happens? Sure, yep. Um, so Howlian will basically jump out of the way of the Jurassicar um, and I think uses the the bottom area of the of the tower to kind of come back around and then attack uh, the Jurassicar from the other side. Um, and applied with three effort, um, rolls a seven. Yeah, you... So the Jurassicar slams its face down at you with its jaws open, trying to uh, just, well, kill you. Just wants to kill and eat you because it is in extreme pain. You three have been surprisingly rough as um, food to kill. And have hurt it a lot more than it thought would ever happen, I'm assuming, for a, you know, non-intelligent creature that is just trying to hunt and eat smaller things. And you are able to dodge using the edge of one of the support poles on this beautiful tower that has been so helpful to everyone. And swing back around and launch yourself right at its throat. And... How much damage do you do when you hit? Uh, four points. Yeah. What's it look like when you kill this thing? Uh, <gasps> I think uh, like its claws around the side and it kind of swings around and then like latches its jaw onto the back of the Jurassicar's neck and just like rips out some flesh as it falls down to the ground. Yeah, absolutely. That Jurassicar is down. It is dead. You all, you all just killed a Jurassicar. It almost killed us too, and it didn't even attack. That poison. Took oh my away gosh! All of its actions. It could do no actions until this round. This was the first round it was actually able to do anything other than move. I got three might and seven speed. Yeah, but you killed a Jurassicar. It's a it's a level seven creature. It had forty hit points. Oh. In Numenera, you killed you killed a T Rex. Oh. The three of you took it out. What is Halion doing before we uh, come to an end for this? Halion is perched <laughs> up on the carcass of this Jurassicar, happily eating, <laughs> just eating. 
and eating and eating. <laughs> All right. What are <laughs> what are the other party members doing as this is happening? I think I like put my arm around uh, around Charlie and just like turn her away and just go. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna want to watch that. <laughs> I mean, I think Charlie is pretty much like so mentally drained right now uh that she's like basically using the tower to even like hold herself aloft currently because she's just like so tired riley wouldn't admit it but that's why the arms around your shoulder i am almost <laughs> falling over for recovery it looks like you can you you can burn through two more because you you don't have your action or your 10 minute one is that correct Oh, okay. So you have your ten minute and your hour long rest. Yeah, I only used the the action one so far. I think. So, so now that we're coming to the end of this, why don't you go ahead and use those? Honestly, I did because of what was going on. I didn't want to throw any sort of intrusions at you all, but y'all just killed a freaking Jurassic. I'm gonna give you each three <laughs> experience points for that. <gasps> you killed a Jurassic. It is worth it is worth nine experience for the whole party to just have the three. Gosh. So congratulations. I do wanna... Holy smokes. I I didn't know how this would go, but you all could not have been luckier. In, in how that worked well, could, well even with a couple of nat ones i could have been a little luckier with those nat ones uh you could not have been luckier with that roll to grab the exact right poison that you oh yeah did. that's fair yeah that poison saved y'all straight yeah. up saved y'all because this fight would have been much much more difficult i think we would have died I, or at least one of us because we couldn't get away oh i would have been i would have been useless like i went through i would not have been able to really use onslaught you again in a way that would have been affected yeah i would have had to have run pretty much. <laughs> i yeah i was down to the end of my means for sure everyone is slowly recovering from their time uh dealing with a Jurassic attack that let me just say I feel everyone lived up to the archetype of the characters they've built everything that I saw in my head of this battle with Rylu were completely clean almost elvenly fluid movements as they fought and attacked that that was beautiful and charlie mm -hmm. <laughs> instincts of a self-preservationist who understood that there there were no mechanics around to deal with and just doing their best but making sure they were going to survive so super impressive and then hillian hillian well <laughs> no it was amazing like they took the time to calm the anines, which mm -hmm. is huge, because you all lose those, you all lose. This trip is gonna be much harder for you. Then, just 
flipping into Howleen at the right moment and then killing the Draskar, absolutely brilliant. Every one of you really just up to its archetype. Now, we come back and the tableau we see is Howleen on top of this dead Draskar just ripping out chunks of meat in its naked pink patchy furred rabbit anthropomorphic state. <laughs> the disdain you have. <laughs> Disgust is what I have, not disdain. <laughs> um, yeah, blood covering every bit of its body. This is not a bias against furries. Oh, goodness, no. no. <laughs> but this particular, this drawing, A, I find that I do not like. <laughs> um, Thank you, Shivani Art. I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, just coated in blood. Charlie and Rylu are just physically depleted and mentally depleted, just exhausted. Because killing a Jurassic, while Rylu made everything that they were doing look effortless, that was hard. That mm -hmm. was the hardest performance they have ever put on amazing now you two are exhausted and howlian is noisily just ripping chunks and masticating them but those anin while they were briefly calmed down are right next to this happening and they are going to pull away and flee if you do not do something but you are exhausted. What are you going to do? I think what happens is that Rylu, like, Rylu is at this point used to watching Hillian eat things because that was kind of their job. When Tiuna was here, Rylu's job was to track Hillian, and then Tiuna's job was to calm Hillian. So Rylu would track it and leave little markers along the way so Tiuna could catch up and then calm Hillian once Hillian had killed and eaten something. So, I like, I love it's that. it's still super gross, but, like, Rylu is used to it, unfortunately. Like, a person was different, but a creature Rylu can handle. So, um, Rylu is, like, perched, like, laying flat on the deck with just their eyes peeping over so Hillian doesn't really see them. And they, they like, gl glance over. Do we just notice the name? We just get that. You can hear them. Okay, cool. And then Rylu like hears that through their like fluttering eyes, and they they just like rub their face and like pull their eyes down. And uh, it's, I'm assuming Charlie's inside. Yeah, I'm still in the tower. Yeah. So Rylu will open up the. I don't know if there's a door or whatever, but poke there and be like, "I need to go calm the Anine. I can probably sneak past Tilian. If we lose them, we're screwed." And then like. The tower's like 10 feet in the air. Mm -hmm. It's going to take me a long time to actually get down there using stairs. I think Rylu's going to attempt to scale with whatever strength they have left, scale the back end of it. Okay. Um, so I'll roll whatever I need to to do that. Well, um, um, you can use speed or might, whichever you prefer. To oh, it's going to be speed. Okay. And you're and I have to 
stealthily climb down so that you don't get Howlian's attention. Yeah, I'm trying to climb on the back end of that tower so that way Howlian doesn't see me because if I take the stairs, Howlian's going to see me. Okay, so let's make that a uh, difficulty three. It's going to be pretty demanding. It's going to require your full attention. And you have about a 50-50 chance of succeeding. That sounds about right. So do you have anything to help you with, I don't know, say, climbing? I have this cool skill called climbing. <laughs> what? All right, so um, TD2. Careful movement for the stealth. That makes it a TD1. And I'll apply effort, so that'll bring it down to a zero. Don't even need to roll. Success. Just remove from your pool. Good to go. And then you get to the anine. And they are bucking and pulling. And you can tell that the, the ties you have are severely weakened. How are you going to calm them down? So I'm going to mechanically uh, use um, effort on my intellect roll to calm them, which will give me an extra level of effort with my smile and a word. Oh, okay. Sounds so that'll be two levels. But I think what Rylu is going to do is... Um, are they, you said they're bucking like heavily. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, there's a Jurassic right next to them, and these are not thinking group creatures. Yeah. Um, and now there's a Howlian next <laughs> to them, and they are not thinking creatures. So. Yeah, I think Rylu is going to the what the plan is is to attempt to calm them with like some food that we have for them, and then once they're calm enough that Rylu's like weakened muscles wouldn't lose them, move them away. Like, to the other side of this area, where, like, they're on the right side, move them over to the left side. Yeah, that seems reasonable. So, that gives us the two levels. Um, I don't know if I need to do this quietly, and if that raises the difficulty, but I still have that careful movement. Yeah. And then I have... Yeah. But maybe that doesn't apply. I also have all social interactions. I don't know if that counts with animals. No. But I think it does? No? Okay. No, I don't think it does. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the only reason I say that is because a smile and a word is a, is a social... It says, like, it calls it a social action, so I wasn't sure. I'm giving you smile and a word as a, a calming thing, not as a yeah. social thing. This is okay, like, cool. Uh, I'm considering that, you know, you can, ha you can have a presence that is calming in this case. Cool. But... Um, so that'll give me the two, and then I don't know if the if I need to be stealthily the careful movement, but then I will just apply some effort because it's intellect and I have that. And I'll apply two points. This is pretty important, and it's the one thing that I still have, uh, or two levels. Okay. Um, so that's going to be two effort, two edge, and a 10. Oh, easily. Yeah, you yes. a 10 absolutely succeeds. You are able to calm them out. It does take you time, though. Mm -hmm. So you probably have to spend a good 20 minutes getting them calm enough to even start moving them. And then once you move, where are you planning? How far are you planning to move them? Where are you planning to move them to where Howlian won't see you? Um, I think I would just take them like still a little back along the tree line. Um, but just off to the left side. I mean, I don't know how big that is in like squares, but I just, I'm going to pull them enough to where if it's, if it's with possible where I could probably like where they're not too deep in the forest where someone would come near, but, um, sure. but where they can't like sense Howie and, or at least they're not as nervous by the proximity. Sure. Um, 
Give me a an intellect check for perception. Okay. Um, I'll apply one level of effort for that then. And that's going to be a TD nine, a TD nine, a, a TD three. It's demanding because okay. you are having to focus on keeping these beasts calm and staying out of Howlian's eyesight because Howlian will attack anything. So it, it's pretty challenging. And if you apply effort, you have to roll a six or better. Oh yeah, I'm gonna apply effort and a 10 again. Another 10, cool. perfect. Nice. You are able to do this and you are able to pay attention to your surroundings to make sure there is nothing else, no other threats sneaking up on you. So you, cool. you're able to find a safe haven for these beasts and yourself to just wait everything out because you know that Howlian is only here for an hour. It took <clears> you about a half hour to get this done. You know, let's say 40 minutes with climbing down and being careful and doing everything you have to do. So there's probably about another 20 minutes of Howlian to worry about. Um, so unless you have something to do during those, that 20 minutes, we're just going to fast forward. Nah. Cool. Charlie, does Charlie have anything that's going on during this hour? Probably sleeping, to be honest. <laughs> she's, uh, she's, she was pretty near brain dead by the end of that. Uh, she had two in her intellect pool. So there's not a lot of, even I think, like, just trying to strategize, I think would be difficult for her at this point in time. So she'll probably just make sure that Rylu is okay with with what they're doing, and um, we'll try to just. I'm, she'll probably just stay where she is, so that way she's not putting herself in danger. Mm -hmm. Do they? Does she actually fall asleep, or does she just sort of zone out during this whole? It's time? probably more of like a zone out, like meditation type. A uh, thing, yeah. I have been. I, I think she could be, yeah. I think that she could be easily like stirred back to like a conscious state, but I don't think she's like fast asleep. That's totally. I have totally been there. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah. So twenty minutes passes. the The full hour is now done, and Kenny, talk to us about what happens to Hillian at this point. Um, so I think that um, Howlian, uh, like, yeah, chunk after chunk after chunk, eating, eating, eating. And then um, near the end of their transformation cycle, they um, curl up into a little furless bunny ball on top of the Jiraskar corpse and uh, fall asleep. Uh, where in uh, Howlian turns back into Hillian and is uh, snoozing on top of the Jiraskar. A Jurassicar is a very large beast. Mm -hmm. And Howlian has to eat a medium beast of creature, which I don't see any problem with having happened here. So you are in a medium-sized crater <laughs> inside <laughs> the body of this Jurassicar that is just oh my gosh. dead next to your puny little campfire <laughs> mm -hmm. as Charlie is zoned out in the tower and Rylu has secured the Anines 
and calmed them and now knows I mean do you make any I mean the sort of explosion into Howlian is this painful loud thing is it the same no I, I think that reverting back into Hillian um, is more of a quiet process um, you know the, the skin kind of shifts back and the bones kind of ease back into place where they're supposed to be and it's uh, not as violent Okay. a transformation well very nice so you are peacefully sleeping inside this bloody meat cavern mm-hmm. and an hour has passed you come uh, I'm assuming Rylu comes back Oh yeah, Rylu has a whole plan for this that used to be Tiuna and like Rylu hasn't done it, but Rylu's seen Tiuna do it and it's like the cleaning process of Hillian. Because okay. before before the whole thing with Nils, I think, like there was Hillian hadn't had an inkling really before since we joined mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah, Rylu's going to do uh their best to clean him up. I mean, you'd have to climb to this freaking meat crater. <laughs> I know. So are you climbing in and gently lifting him out. Uh, Rylu is doing their best Tiuna impression. Whatever you think Tiuna would do is what Rylu tries to do. <laughs> okay. So... TD9. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Let me ask you, Kenny. Do you feel like if Riley were to come and sort of like gently coax you out in a sort of half sleepy stupor you would you wake up or would you be like that toddler who just kind of follows and obeys I think given the amount of meat that uh, Howlian ate they would be an anchor like an anvil in the middle of this carcass so So no waking up just probably not um, like it, it would take Rylu like muscling Hillian out of this creature to try to clean him up. I mean, I got a little bit left, so that's what I would do. Okay, so... I mean, Rylu is a, a, a built individual. Obviously, they're exhausted currently, but... I'm gonna say that after everything you've been through, this is a TD4. <laughs> because... Like, even a firefighter who has to be able to do, you know, lifting a person and carrying them out of a burning building, if it's their, you know, seventh person, that's going to be a little hard. So I think that's pretty much where you're at with your exhaustion level. How deep is this crater? I'm going to say it's three quarters of the width of the Jurassic Three quarters. Yeah, How, I guess a, I guess the person's like five feet tall, huh? Yeah, and I mean it's a limited like it's basically the chest cavity has been. <sighs> this is so gross. Um, hey, I'm just saying, and I would say that you know, three quarters of the way down, and then there's you know the neck and head, and then there's the bottom half of the the body through through to the tail that's untouched. And, yeah, you have to cut away some of the space to be able to pull them out without climbing in yourself. But it's 
Only a yeah, I feel like Rylou's gonna do anything that they possibly can to not have to climb into this because Rylou, like, so this is the ninth world, right? Butchering an animal isn't that out of place, but climbing into an animal is a different tauntaun situation that I'm not willing to do. Fair so, enough. totally yeah. fair enough. And we're um, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, uh, yeah, I mean. Again, you said it's a level four, so I mean the best I can do is apply my one level of effort and bring me to one strength. Yeah. Um, but I can't <laughs> I mean before you roll, you can do some preparation stuff that I'll let you use to drop it down, like using your sword to hack the body so you're not having to lift out Hillian out, you are just having to pull him out. Yeah, I feel like uh Rylu is going to try to do the best job that they can to not just like make it into like mush because they plan on making a lot of food out of this thing sure so, uh hold up so like in my mind they're like trying to cut like chunk like because like they see hillian and know hillian is in a food coma yeah so like they're gonna like try to cut away some some big portions of meat that they can use for later so and then probably that will also have a take rope. you a good 20 25 mm -hmm. minutes yeah what i mean they're go ahead oh, i was just gonna say this is like in their mind this is their responsibility per tiuna so okay and um did you think charlie was gonna do something uh well i don't know if this would work or not because i don't know if it's something that like the i don't remember what type of item this is but charlie does have a gravity nullifier which could let like Hillian float sort of and then that might make it easier for Rylu to pull them out of this carcass but do you know but I don't know this. I mean I'm around I could probably hear you ha hacking and slashing away at the Draskar what you need to do is roll a d6 plus three. Oh, oh that's a nine <laughs> So this gravity nullifier will hold anything up to 450 pounds. <laughs> that said, it'll last an hour. It does say the user can float into the air moving vertically. I think if you use this on Hillian, Hillian would have to choose to do this. Like, it, it, I think it takes conscious right. control. I don't think you can cast it while they're sleeping and not. Yeah, that's why I wasn't sure if. Uh... So I don't think that's the case, but I have noted that it's a level nine cipher in. Okay. Anything, so you, in, in the future, yep. anytime you choose to try and use it. Right. Up to 450 pounds. So you can be carrying, you know, another person with you, depending on how much you weigh and they weigh. So. Cool. You can do that if you choose to help there. I don't know what else you can do. There's not really a lot else that I think that I could do. Um, Cause again, like the other, <laughs> right. But again, wasn't that, wouldn't that be the same situation where uh, yeah. Hillian would have to can't take some opt into using it. That's fair. yeah. So yeah, it doesn't look like there's much you can do there. Um, so Riley's going to have to body it. Unless you want, I mean, you've got might, so you could help with just the manhandle. Yeah. Action. All right. Uh, Charlie will come down and you did and attempt to help. 
You got an hour rest. Right. Get some of I'm feeling a little bit better. Yeah. Some of your Milo's had no rest. You've gone Physically, through. like Charlie's okay because she's only taken speed and intellect out of her pool. Like her might is still the same as it was before the Draskar fight. Mm -hmm. So physically she's all right, but it's just like hard. Like her, it's like, it's like your hands won't quite do what you want them to do because your brain is having a hard time telling your hands to, to do the thing. <laughs> so she'll, she'll probably go down and, and help out Rylu. Um, but if, if they're like directing her, she'll be like, wait, do what? <laughs> um, but like can assist. If you two are working together, I think, you know, you can both roll and we will take the average of the two rolls. A whole five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> keystone cups covered in blood. <laughs> I think that's really the thing that happens is you sort of cut this this Jurassic so you should be able to reach in and pull out but it is slippery there is blood everywhere and you just aren't able I mean Hillian is dead weight and basically double their normal weight <laughs> because they've eaten a person sized chunk out of this Jurassic so you're just not able to get them out. You're able to move them a little, but they're not. I feel like Riley would do anything though. Like I feel like Riley would work throughout the night to carve out Hillian if they had to. Okay. So yeah, I mean, if you, if you wait, just to be honest, you can try again. Sure. Y'all can do a second roll, but this is for each one of these. It's going to take you an extra two hours of sleep to recover because you all are you all are on your the last drugs of your mm -hmm. and that's going to mean that when you all are done you are going to pass out you can give this one more roll uh, i think also though at this thing because it's kind of getting late right oh yeah yeah it is it is so charlie's also like maybe the way that charlie is actually helping right now is like stoking the fire because Without it, you won't be able to see what you're cutting at. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'll make a roll, but I don't have any more effort to apply. Yeah. Uh, that's a 17. <laughs> a 17. So last ditch effort. You are able to get Hillian out of the Jurassic. You are able to move them next to the fire so that they're they're comfortable. I mean, it, it, it's a little cool out, not cold. Y'all are just fine. You are exhausted. I don't think you've got anything left in the gas tank at this point. I think Riley straight up passes out, like pulls Hilly into the fire and then passes out in front of. And both of you are just covered in blood. The only person left awake is Charlie. And, and she's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> what is Charlie going to do? Uh, well, she'll probably stoke the fire again. Uh, and then, oh my gosh, 
she'll probably try to like clean them off like a little bit, but I don't think that she'd be very successful because she's just like disgusted by all like this gross, like bloody meat crap everywhere. And like the more that she helps, the more she's probably going to only get herself looking like that. So, you know, and there, is, uh, there are these, so she'll make like some efforts just so that way. What was that? There are Sorry. These water sources right next to you all, but you don't know what's in them. Right. So <laughs> I don't know what Charlie would do. You would know if you want to do just a quick int check based mm -hmm. on your experience. Injury. Uh, I know nothing. So <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> you are so tired you can't even remember, but you do know what's in these waters, and you 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 have no idea if right now just because you're so exhausted from this fight, as you should be that mm -hmm. you just you can't even charlie's like i know there's stuff in the water but i can't remember were they active at night or active in the day <laughs> yeah so you're getting you're doing the best you can eventually you're just like this is not helping mm -hmm. are you going to try and stay up and ha watch over them all night or do you think Charlie would pass out? Um, so Charlie has like that jar that she can put water in. So while she's not going to like drag their bodies into the water to clean them off or like do a whole lot of work. So she'll use that jar probably to at least like, um, like before Riley passes out, we'll help them get like water, drink water. Um, and we'll maybe use some of it to just like clean off like some of like the really obvious gross stuff. But like, I mean, our clothes are still all bloody and like, but just like the like debris, <laughs> the meat debris uh, that's on people's bodies, she'll probably help clean off. And then she'll probably stay up for a little bit to try and watch, but I don't think she'll be able to like keep herself from falling asleep. I don't either. So yeah, the night passes. The three of you are in a heap right next to this Jurassic body. You could not get that far. The fire is, you, you, have, you have set it to where it is actually a fairly large blaze, knowing that you are not going to last long. You have this moldy cinnamon f smell coming <laughs> from the northeast and southeast of you. You have the stench of this Jurassic blood all over you and the anine have quieted and you feel that they are secure the night gets darker and a second Jurassic <laughs> oh my gosh and fortunately for you it passes uneventfully there, there is nothing that you see that comes into play. You, you are passed out peacefully through the dark of the night. As the morning comes and the sun sort of breaks the skyline and is gentled by all the trees around you and then starts reflecting off of this pool of water to the northeast of you. You 
stay in your deep sleeps because killing a Jaraskar is more demanding than anything you have ever done and all of you have had some pretty harrowing experiences. This has been probably the hardest of the lot. And it takes you a little longer to to wake up and recover from this. And at around midday, the three of you finally are able to shake off this torpor you have been in of just exhaustion. As you look around, how does Hillian react? I think Hillian takes stock of everything that's around them and just notices, um, you know, what's going on. They're contemplative. They don't freak out or anything. They have a whole attitude of, it happened again. That's where we're going to end for today. You all did amazingly. I am completely astounded that you were able to take out a Jaraskar without taking any injuries from said Jaraskar. That's incredible. You all are an amazing party and I am blown away. You played so beautifully. Even with all of those ones, you all were able to react and fix your situation. And that was fantastic. I think the only thing left is as you are waking up and sort of exploring around and just disgusted at yourself. But also I think you look at this Jaraskar and there's a little bit of amazement on your faces. You're like, did we do this? You do see that this Jaraskar has eaten people before because stuck in its teeth are, you know, bits of other beings, including a, a, a couple of what appear to be sentient beings. And one of just them, a little meat debris. And, <laughs> yeah, and clothing. And I think there's a pouch on one of them that's like stuck that's just kind of there that you get to look through. Fantastic. Well done. Yeah. Thank Oof. you all for this game. This was super, super cool. This is the heaviest combat we've had. Yeah. And y'all did beautifully. Great job. That's going to be it for us today. I'm Kelric, your narrator. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cormalon. That's C-O-R-M-A-L-L-O-N. And I also monitor the EQ Points Twitter. I do this every other Sunday. And on alternating Saturdays, I get to play in our fantastic uh, Starfinder game. And hopefully we'll have a couple other things coming out in the nearest future. I've been Aaron, um, and uh, you can find me over at Twitter at Space Persona. Um, I've also recently started streaming on Twitch. Um, I haven't for the last week, but I just released a new stream schedule. So if you feel free to go over, it's at twitch.tv forward slash catalyst, K-A-T-O-L-Y-S. And I'll be streaming from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. at least, uh, Monday through Thursday, um, Pacific Standard Time. So feel free to come hang out and say hi. 
Thanks all for tuning in. I'm Cage and I've been Charlie. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Rage Cage Rugger, R A G E K A G E X R U G G E R. Um, and so, and a, a fun little thing is uh, I've been featured in a short story anthology. You can find that on Drive Through Fiction. It's called Flashbang, a collection of very short stories. We bought our copy. <laughs> Um, and yes, uh, I'm Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at PunderDrone. When I'm not playing a meat-eating bunny, um, I am uh, DMing a game uh, every other Saturday on Experience Points, this channel here. Catch us next Saturday as we uh, delve into um, our next episode of uh, the Dawn of Flame Adventure Path, Soldiers of Brass. And it was amazing. Cannot wait to continue the story. So uh, you can find us there um, on this channel next Saturday. Thank you all so much. This has been fantastic. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to Cuminera, an Excorians Points podcast. Are your ears burning for another podcast? We cannot recommend enough checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. There are six friends who have no business behind the mic or even rolling dice. The original Excorians Points podcast is a Starfinder game that releases every Wednesday. Stay up to date on all the Excorience Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on ExcoriancePoints.com. Pardon our dust as I continue updates on the website. Thank you so much for listening. Hello and welcome to St. Fleur, where the city is modern, the fantasy is urban, and the faction politics are at an all-time high. Join us in Shadows of St. Fleur as we follow the wizard, Alistair Lockwood. Regret to inform you, I'm not a wizard. I am a master of the arcane arts. The scholar, Jeremiah Roderick Crawford. I'm an earl, you know. You're a baron. Those words carry some weight. The wolf, Victor Margaret. Victor stands on the bridge in the cold. Fuck. The fae who is known only as Silk. Um, do we know if this was a, you know, with the standard mugging. And the vamp, Alex Giroux. Quite. Because the first time the door opens, I'm going to push her out. Through their experience in the city. Shadows of St. Fleur is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast with a majority LGBTQ plus cast playing characters finding their way through faction politics, all in pursuit of their own individual goals. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.